This is the AM640 Afternoon Drive Show on Talk Radio. AM640. And the doctors still don't have a deal with the government, but uh, we're joined now by Dr. Nadia Alam, who is the co-leader of Concerned Ontario Doctors. She's been on the show before and she's back again. How you doing, Dr. Alam? Kelly, thank you so much for having me on the show again. Always a pleasure. Listen, I heard today that you uh, you offered an olive branch to the OMA and the health minister, Eric Hoskins. Your proposal, you hope, is going to the board today. Can you outline some of the uh, some of the things you're proposing here? Excellent. Yes, I'd love to. So this proposal, just to give a bit of history, this proposal has come out of various discussions on the Concerned Ontario Doctors Forum. So discussions between doctors from different parts of Ontario who have been asking, what if? What if we could change the healthcare system? How would we do it? What if, what, what if we could manage our own budget? What would we change so that we find cost savings and reinvest them directly into patient care? So this discussion started from that over the last couple of years. It coalesced when um, the TTSA was announced on July 11th, the TTSA that was ultimately rejected. Yeah, that That deal that everybody said, oh, you know, we don't want that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So during that time, the doctors, some of the doctors, about 20 of them, got together and started taking the discussions to the next level and said, you know, what if we could tell the government what we really want to see as frontline, regular, ordinary doctors. That makes sense. We could tell the government. Yeah. So that's where this paper came out of. It's not an official proposal. Let me make that clear. Okay. Doctors on their own cannot negotiate with the government. It has to go through the Ontario Medical Association. So we've submitted the paper to the Ontario Medical Association for consideration. It's meant to kickstart discussions. Right. And so what are some of the proposals? So one of the things we talk about is appropriately funding physician services for patients. So we thought, you know what, the government is in a tough economic climate. We all understand that Ontario has this massive debt that's insane. Um, We don't want a raise. We, We can't expect a raise. However, we can consider baseline funding of 2.5% like the government had suggested and tying it to the GDP. So that if the economy improves, then what we can do is increase the number of services physicians can offer and invest into them directly. We take away the hard cap. The hard cap was the worst part about, was one of the worst parts about the previous deal that the government was giving. It basically meant that doctors had to ration care to fit into an unrealistic budget. And that bugged a lot of us. Right, but you're not changing that much with this because if the economy is still uh, not doing so well, you would still essentially have that budget that you'd have to work within, right? It would, but if we were to exceed that budget, yep. it would trigger discussions between the government and the Ontario Medical Association where they would talk about how we could address the overage. It wouldn't automatically mean that physicians would have to stop providing services. Right, you want a little wiggle room is what you're saying. Exactly. We wanted to have discussions. We wanted to talk about how to get savings from the physician services budget. So that would involve delisting certain services that we felt would be medically unnecessary so that more money could go towards medically necessary treatment. So when you delist it, it's sort of like I have to now pay for a doctor's note. That used to be free at one time. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Okay. So So what are we thinking of delisting here? What did you guys come up with? physicians gave, frontline physicians gave, was that some people, they'll go to a specialist for an opinion. Mm -hmm. And they're not sure if that specialist opinion is 
really the one um, that they trust. So they go to another specialist, right? So they get a second opinion. Some people want third and fourth opinions. At that point, actually getting a different opinion is the chances of it are so low that it's not even fruitful. It ends up being a waste of taxpayer dollars. Okay, so you're saying for people that possibly, now I'm going to, I'm saying this, could be, uh, they're a bit of a hypochondriac and, you know, they've gone for the visit and they found nothing. They've gone for another, I want a second opinion, you found nothing. This way, if they want to go for a third opinion, they would have to pay for it out of their pocket? Yes. Okay, so that, it's, it's a, you know, some people could argue that's two-tier. They could, but again, we're at the state where we've got very limited healthcare resources mm-hmm. and we've got increasing patient need. We need to be able to fund at least, at the very least, the medically necessary services. And right now, Kelly, you know and I know that that's not really happening. I heard today of another clinic closing, um, a dermatology clinic, which is closing as of 2018. Yeah, and it's it's funny because there's a lot of physicians that are family doctors that you know dermatology. That's an that's a specialty. You know, yeah. it's you know you know a little bit. You know that the if it's dry, you want to make it wet. If it's wet, you want to make it dry. But don't ask me how I know that. Um, I do know these things a little bit. Uh, I, let me ask you this: How many people are going? Do we know, have a number? Or how often this occurs that someone's going for not just a first? You know, they've their their first visit, then they're going for a second opinion and a third opinion. How often is that being abused? So I didn't actually think it was that often, but yeah. from what other fan- this is the beauty of Concerned Ontario Doctors, the forum, mm-hmm. you get to talk to all the other doctors across the province. Kelly, this is happening a lot, like a lot. It's not just a few people here or there. It's a ton of people and it's a huge cost to the system. Another way of saving money is tying walk-in clinic visits with mm-hmm. emergency rooms so that if a patient goes to an emergency room, for a problem that would be that would be seen at triage and thought to be more suitable and more appropriate for a family doctor or for a walk-in clinic to address, they could be diverted right away. That so makes a lot of, of spending, sense. Yeah. So instead of spending five hundred to a thousand dollars going to the emergency room for say uh, a splinter, yeah, that isn't coming out and that's super painful. That's it, possibly infected. Yep, that's possibly infected. You instead get diverted to a nearby walk-in clinic. And the, that see, that would make so much, and that would be like thirty to fifty bucks. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. Thousand dollars, because that's right? also going to cut down on wait time. Exactly. At the emergency exactly. room, which is excruciating, depending on yeah. where you are. Anything yeah, else? These are the kinds of ideas they offered. One of the other things they said was this search for a provincial uh, patient record. It's been fruitless, right? eHealth has been trying since 2008 to get some sort of electronic medical record that's common across Ontario, and it's been consistently failing to the tune of $2 billion. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of money to waste. That's over a million family doctor visits right there, right? Mm -hmm. So taking that money instead, like just shutting down eHealth and saying, how about the province invest in a platform that allows different computer programs to talk to one another makes a lot of sense and this is possible because they tried it in georgian bay they tried it in georgian bay they were able to connect the hospital computers to the community clinic computers for family doctors and specialists to the pharmacies to the laboratories so that you could always access all of the patient's information if you were seeing the patient it was all right there right at your fingertips 
Uh, how how uh, favorable was the proposal? Uh, was it met with favor favor when it went to the OMA today? We haven't heard yet. Okay, so We're you still waiting to hear. You delivered it. There are there three things on the list, or is there a little more? There's more. There's about ten pages worth. Um, I, I wish I had an hour, but I don't. <laughs> There are a lot of ideas in there that are just amazing, right? Yeah. Like that provincial medical record, the way of letting the computers talk, that would save billions of dollars to the system. That's money that could get reinvested back into reducing weight. You're making right, a lot of sense because, you know, when you talk about the doctors getting together and saying this is what we need or here's where we think uh, things could be cut, it makes a lot of sense to go to the, the people that, you know, you're directly talking about and, you know, who provide the service. It's sort of like whenever they build new studios at a radio station, I don't know why they never ask the hosts. What do you need? I know. What do you, like they'll ask an engineer or something. Yeah. That's what it is. It's that you're trying to build a kitchen without the cook. It's just, it's going to fail. Well, you want I, to have the person who's going to work in that system helping to figure out that system so that it works better, right? Just like you want nurses helping with their system, physiotherapists helping with their system, patients helping, right? Patients should have a voice, and I feel like they don't usually get a voice. They just, you get what you get, and you don't get upset, and that's hard on a patient. Yeah, because we're funding it. Yeah, that's exactly. the reality. Okay, so I am going to ask you to keep in touch with us and let Chris know if there's any movement on this and if you hear any feedback from the OMA because I'd like to uh, talk to you again about it. And I appreciate you joining us as always. That would be awesome, Kelly. Thank you so much again. You're very welcome. Dr. Nadia Alam is the co-leader of Concerned Ontario Doctors. The AM640 Afternoon Drive Show. Listen live. Weekday afternoons from 4 till 7 on AM640 or download the app at 640toronto.com.